Welcome Walnut. I'm Lara, but you can call me Laz, your host for Walnut Wednesday. This is your reminder to be brave, be yourself, and know that you can make the world a better place just by what you decide today. Here, I'm going to share my weekly walnutings with you on a Wednesday. Walnut, it is me, Laz, here for another episode of Walnut Wednesday, and this week I'm very excited to introduce a friend of a friend, but now we're friends, um, Chloe Willits. Welcome, Chloe. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I've been following you for the three years that you've been doing this, and I think it's amazing, so I was stoked when you reached out. Oh, it's it was it's been really cool because Walnut, like I said, Chloe and I like know each other through lots of lots lots of all our friends through um a couple of different people but it was actually sophie bell who was like oh and if you need someone to interview you should definitely check out this this girl called chloe willits and i was like i know her small world so um yeah it just worked out really really well and obviously we've been um at a couple of social occasions where we've had the odd wine or two and things like that so it's nice to have someone um local to me as well on the podcast too so um yeah just welcome chloe i'm so excited oh thank you um walnut so chloe is like predominantly you speak to i'll get you to introduce yourself in a second but one thing that i think would be a really cool topic to dive into is the is sensitivity and you you bring that into your job a lot so yeah, before we jump in, why don't you introduce yourself to the walnuts that are listening today? Okay, so yeah, I'm Chloe. I'm a mum of one. I've got a daughter called Hazel and she's 10. Um, I've been a solo mum, yeah, most of her life. So it's just been us two, but that's it's we've got such a close bond. And so that's been, yeah, it's amazing. Um, I'm also a journalist. Uh, I've been a journalist for about 10 years. Um, and I'm also a children's writer. So I've written and published I've published two kids books um using that sensitivity that you mentioned um to yeah weave it into the plot so I've got one on um big feelings and it has tools for emotional regulation weaved through the plot and then one about loss and grief um and yeah so I was a newspaper journalist for five years and then I jumped into magazines because it was what I always wanted to do write about people and um, get to know their stories because I find people so fascinating. Mm. I love that. And I that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about, about your actual job when you were doing magazine writing because I remember I saw articles that you had. I think you maybe posted them or something. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've never known a journalist before. So I have to pick your brain about that as well. Yes, but, no, definitely. Let's just start on the topic of sensitivity in general because I personally live my life as a sensitive sausage yes. <laughs> I'm a big feeler of feelings and I have extremely high levels of empathy and I think sometimes when you walk around and you just feel so many feelings particularly on behalf of other people sometimes um it actually feels really uh lonely and, and exhausting <laughs> yeah exhausting and things just feel hard and and a lot of the time people don't get it I think it's only a small percentage of the population that actually has that open feeler feeling this um so do you want to speak to how it's felt for you being an also fellow sensitive sausage um living in this big wide world yeah oh wow where to start um <laughs> honestly it's let's i'll give you an example as a child i was the one in my bedroom 
literally writing pages of poetry for fun, like about all these feelings. Um, yeah. And it, and I would just, I was content. I was happy. It felt just how it was meant to be. Um, in hindsight, it was probably a lot of feelings for a little kid. Yeah. But I'm just lucky that I was able to get it out through poetry. Um, I literally remember my first boyfriend. I would have been like 11. And when we broke up, I wrote like pages of poetry <laughs> about my heartbreak. I was so heartbroken. <laughs> and it's so funny. I wish I still had that notebook, but I don't. Um, but it was also, it's also been really hard and not knowing what that sensitivity was and the empathy until a few years ago, it's, it's obviously with it has come a lot of depression and anxiety as well, because I do feel everything so intensely. Yeah. Um, but also feelings weren't really something that I ever talked about when I was growing up. Um, as a lot of us haven't because of just the way that our generation has been taught. Um, and also shy, social anxiety or shyness. Like, well, I don't actually think it's shyness, but I withdraw and I observe if I'm not entirely sure or comfortable or if it's a lot to take in and I'm a little bit overwhelmed. And so that's been seen as shyness. And then I felt really bad about that because I've always been taught that being shy is not the way you should be. Like, you need to be confident and um, extrovert and light up a room. And so essentially a lot of who I was... Um, I felt like it was a bad thing or being or feeling that I was too much or not being able, as you said, to express that you feel so much and it is really lonely. Eh? And, mm. um, and, but then with that comes my ability to interview people and connect with them and just in a way that I'm so grateful for and being able to write in the way that they do. So, and, and being a good mum because I'm really in tune with Hazel and we talk a lot about emotions. So there are sides of it that I now embrace. But it actually took writing my kids' book for me to do a lot of healing. I wrote that kids' book for me as a child um, to kind of teach, um, yeah, sensitive kids that it's it's like it, the last sentence is um, it's really rather special when there's magic in your heart. So if I had had this book when I was little, I think it would have changed a lot of how I viewed myself growing up yeah and there's and there's tools because I obviously experienced anger as well when it because I was so frustrated I didn't understand you know kids express pent-up emotions um as anger and little girls aren't meant to be angry you know like there's yeah. something wrong with you so I think it was just the societal um conditioning of who I, I felt like who I was wasn't um good enough or yeah so that, that's why the book I was literally sitting on my bed writing the book bawling my eyes yeah. out oh my god like, oh, it's got <laughs> tears in my eyes yeah it was really healing but um yeah and so it has been hard it's interesting that you said lonely because I remember someone saying to me you have such a good life like you've never had anything any you know extreme childhood trauma or anything I don't understand why you can get low or why you you know but it is that it is you do feel a little bit lonely like no one quite gets you yeah so that's that's interesting but yeah so it was really healing writing that kids book and I, I just the, knowing that that might help sensitive kids to feel seen and that they're actually that it's special that they feel so much um was really healing for me as well yeah I love that and I resonate so much with your like story about not nothing particularly like traumatizing you know like my life is relatively happy but growing up and especially through those like when you're becoming a teenager or just even before that you're just discovering that like 
oh, it's it's weird that someone behaves that way and doesn't care when you care so much about something. And it's hard to like even regulate that as a feeling when you're when you're little and you just get shown all these examples and and then it builds up and leads to like half my life being a recovering people pleaser and just trying to make sure that everyone in the room is okay and me just feeling like stressed all the time and on the outside it looks like um you know I'm a happy content bubbly you know like you said light up the room loud person but on the inside I'm actually very stressed and like I've got anxiety because I want it to make sure everyone around me is like okay and it's like it's weird yeah. it's weird when you like feel on the inside and it's not projecting quite correctly outwardly and I think that is because of when you're little and you don't know or you're not shown or understanding why things are happening around you so I think it's actually really beautiful that that you've written a book like that to help um to help our little wee ones that that are feelers and sensitive sausages like us um <laughs> to navigate through that and and also healing like doing a little bit of inner child work and loving up on like younger chloe who also just like didn't get that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yes inner child work that's so fascinating eh? i've really been looking into that the past couple of years as well and it's it's so true yeah and and, and um people adults that buy these books like I also subtly wanted to like when they read it to their kids or for them to get that message too and some adults have said that yeah that it was really it hit them and that um that it helped them as well so that was amazing too and as you said it would be the inner child stuff eh? of um yeah it can be quite detrimental not being seen as a child eh? or understood yeah and so um yeah um yeah, it reminds me Oh, sorry to interrupt, Chloe, but my, my friend of mine gave me this book. She's like, there's this book. It was when I first started Walnut Wednesday. She's like, there's this book you need to have. And I was like, what is it? And it's the boy, the fox, and the mole, or the horse. I've got that on my um, coffee table. Oh, my God, me too. And, um, amazing, she, eh? she was like, gave it to me, and we're in the cafe. We're having coffee. We're having a meeting over something. And um, she was my she's my friend and, like, my work wife at the time. And I just, I, she's like, just sit down and read it. I was like, what do you mean? It's like this fat book. Like, she's like, just yes. read it. It's a kid's book. You'll read it quickly. I read it in like 10 minutes and I was sitting in this cafe and I was just crying. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. just crying and crying and crying. And that's what I imagine. I mean, I haven't read your books yet, but when I look at like the pictures and the meaning behind it, like on your Instagram feed and stuff, I, I feel that like, it reminds me of that kind of book where it's like, it is for children and it's got like the pictures and stuff meant for that but um there's actually like a little bit of soul underneath the story yes. that like yeah. um is just simmering beneath the surface ready for like someone at our age to be like oh, in my feelings yes. oh my gosh yes and that's so true I, like with the empath or em being an empathetic person thing um you can tell when another when someone else who's empathetic has written something or done a piece of art or something that's really deeper you you feel mm -hmm. that as well so with that and it's like if you see something beautiful like a sunset we appreciate these things so much more than some people might as well so there's that counteractive side yeah. but yeah it's so funny I bought that book for Hazel and then um I ended up loving it so much that it's on her coffee table oh, he's I such a, he's such a special man eh? have you seen his um his his social media yes obsessed right. love it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um oh beautiful I love yeah so walnut is a staple book that you must have in your household because I think it 
you know it's one of those ones that you could just like flip to any page and like feel a feeling <laughs> you know yeah um yeah. so Chloe you spoke to like writing and self-publishing your book I'd actually like to talk about self-publishing actually if we have time but as a as a part of your healing journey like can you please talk me through what it felt like to use like where did that idea come from to first of all create a book and then I'd like to know like how it felt having that that place to sort of express yourself into gosh <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it in words it felt amazing um so I wanted to I wanted to write this book since I was a teenager I just not this one particularly knowing what I was going to write but I knew that I wanted to write a kid's book for deep feeling just for kids like me I didn't even realize it was deep feeling I just want I just knew I needed to do it like since I was a teenager and then so I was working full-time at the magazine in Auckland and then in the first week of lockdown we all got made redundant because the magazine company shut down um and so I had moved up to Auckland with just my daughter we didn't have any family so it was a pretty intense week <laughs> yeah. um but I'd also been considering freelancing to come back to Kapiti because Hazel missed our family so then that just happened and then freelancing meant that I could essentially work less hours but make actually better money so then I had more time to do what I actually um wanted to do and that was to write the book and I've been saying it for years and my friends were like you have to do it you how will you feel if you don't do it like even just for your own sake and mm. so I did it I wrote it having that having that time from COVID luckily and I think COVID also gave us that that um shift of really reflecting on what it is we want from our lives eh? yeah yeah and and so I really wanted to do this and so I did it and then I just chucked I just put it up on Facebook that I wanted to write this kids book um just for like more for sensitive kids and if anyone wanted to support me by pre-ordering and then I got like over 100 pre-orders just from family and friends wanting to support me yeah um yeah and then so I was like well that's cool at least I'm getting it out there and I've done it and that's a tick off the bucket list and then yeah and then it did well and then um and it felt amazing like it felt like this weight had come off and obviously I felt like I connected to who I was a lot more like I felt a lot more myself after and it also felt amazing having people message to say that their kids were saying hey I'm Zozo which is the main character that's me and feeling and like wanting to read the book every night and just loving it and so obviously feeling understood and saying that meant so much um and yeah and then when and then the second book just kind of happened um do you want me to talk about that one? Oh, I was that's like I wrote down so I don't forget to talk about the the grief one as well oh, yeah. so please go into it um and so then so that was in so when did I release the last book November last year I think I yeah I released it in November last year and then the second book um happened in January this year um because I was interviewing a woman called Emma Blundell who I knew uh from Kapiti and she had terminal breast cancer she was doing a fundraiser for her nephew um and to yeah to fundraise for a pool for him because he's got muscular dystrophy and that was his her one of her dying wishes was to leave that for him um and another one of her wishes was she asked me if I would write a kid's book about loss and grief when she's gone to leave behind for her stepdaughter Jessa because Jessa has the first book um and loved it and so she wanted it in the same characters and she was adamant that she wanted to commission my illustrator so that we could do it um because obviously with self-publishing I have to fund the illustrator my illustrator Fabian who's amazing um and 
and everything, the printing. Um, so I was like, okay, well, you're not going to say no to that by the way. Um, now I went home that night and oh, cause I sat and talked with her about what death meant to her because she was quite spiritual and so she wasn't scared of dying. She was actually at peace. And so again, with that, the empathy part of it, I was able to feel how she was feeling. Mm. And so I used that to write the book and the book has that feeling of peace and like comfort through it. Yeah. I went home that night and wrote it because I wanted her to see it and I knew that she didn't have long. And then I emailed it to her husband, Hamish, and he was crying, which was like, oh, well, that's a good sign. <laughs> and I, yeah, in a sad way. And she loved it. And um, yeah, and then she passed away three days later and I read it at her funeral. Her daughter, Willow, who's 22, loved it and read it at her funeral. Chloe, um, I can't. I, well, no, you're not wanting this. I'm literally crying. Like. I know. It's an intense story. Eh? Oh. Um, and yeah, and which was so special. Um, and then my illustrator, who's she's honestly so amazing. Like she captures all the emotion in the eye. She's sensitive as well. She's actually the one that gave me the book on the highly sensitive person by, oh my gosh, I'm having a mind blank. I'll call it COVID brain. Elaine, um, anyway, we can put it in there, but, um, yeah, so she did the illustrations in a month and then we, and then we got the book out and then the project picked up the story. Um, cause obviously it's a beautiful story. Emma's left behind this amazing book that's helping other families with grief. Um, yeah. And then the project picked up the, the story and then the book, uh, so lots of people got to see it. And so, yeah, then it, it took off a lot. And, and so the books have been doing pretty well, which is amazing. And we just, we just sell online mainly. Like I sell to some bookshops, but as a self-published author, you, bookshops take 40%. So to be able to, um, save to write this, to release another book, it's more profitable to sell online. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's the story. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Congratulations. I just think you've done such an amazing 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 job for such beautiful reasons and i love the story about the second book. oh my god i can't even talk i'm getting emotional <laughs> i love the story of the second book it's like a beautiful like legacy piece as well as like just helping young young people navigate through um big again big big feelings <laughs> Yeah, look, we've got a page that's dedicated to Emma, so oh. that's special. So every single family that buys it, like everyone sees that she's there, that it's like that it's inspired by her. Oh but God. one of the cool things is, um, it was nice being able to weave my my spirituality into it as well, because that's one thing that I I was always feeling a lot like that when I was little, but it was always like, no, that's not true, um, kind of thing. So that was another thing I had to work through. But it was nice because we've put in here um, about your loved ones coming back as like nature, like as butterflies and um, shooting stars and stuff like that. And that has been the, the part that has come for the kids the most and, for, and adults as well. And being able to put that in like felt really empowering as well. Like I essentially put all of myself into these books and to have held back on so much of myself for so long um, and now just, yeah, be kind of like it feels freeing yes. to be able to do that and at the same time be helping others so yeah it, it's been pretty amazing I love I love I love this I love this and I feel <laughs> like it's kind of like I I feel similarly with like with writing my book and even starting this podcast it's like I ultimately I, I just wanted to do it for myself I wanted to do it as a self-challenge as a not even a challenge I just I just felt in my body like I want to do this for me 
um and in turn the ripple effect of it is is like the extra icing on the cake right is that little extra treat and special reward but it's the satisfaction for me myself of doing those things that like makes it makes it more like empowering I suppose and I'd love to know like in terms of the courage that it takes to actually self-publish something being someone who's been on the butt end of it and the whole journey it takes through like actually writing something and pouring your like whole essence and soul and heart into a physical thing for people to kind of take on um tell tell me how that felt for you to make that decision to like I'm gonna I'm gonna be an author Uh, well ever since I was little I was like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be no matter what like I just I just wouldn't have it any other way but um it was it was terrifying honestly because I what's what's the term um oh my gosh honestly I'm having a mind blank again when you (laughs) what's the term when you um you don't feel like you deserve it um Oh, I'm having that. Now I'm having it. It's on the tip of my tongue as well. I'm like, oh. Oh, you know what I mean. I I know um, exactly what you mean. (laughs) I'm going to blame COVID, uh, my COVID brand for this. Anyway. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, I was terrified. I was like, what if, what if it's crap and it doesn't do well? And it's, yeah, I just, um. Imposter syndrome. That's the one. I have huge imposter syndrome and I always do. And I don't, yeah, that's something that, I don't know. I just, I try to work on it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, it is what it is. But um, yeah, I was terrified. And I always am. Every time I get a review, I'm like, oh, what if someone gives me a crap review? Um, But because it is such a special part, part of you, you, yeah, and it does mean so much that if people are horrible, then you feel shit. But, um, but actually what, no, the, but the um, reviews have been great anyway, and it shouldn't matter anyway, because it's, if I'm happy with it, yes. <laughs> but um, there was one man that commented on <clears throat> uh, an ad on the first book on Facebook, an old <clears throat> stale pale male from down south, <clears throat> as we call them, um, and he he said that my books would make kids soft, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, you must be so unhappy if you have to write on a kid's book post to say that, like who does that, you must be so sad inside, and then I joked to my illustrator, oh we should write a kid's book about um trolls and how that they're only assholes because they're unhappy and then we were like oh my god that's actually a really good idea so our next book is on bullying and it has a troll and and the moral is he's only an asshole because he's unhappy inside and then the dizzy waggles teach him to look for the good in himself not the bad so then he's happier so it's yeah so anyway i don't even know how that went off on a tangent but yeah so that's the next book so many um little lessons that you can take on from just small snippets of life right that will create something so beautiful and helpful for people like all people ages everything um i i love that um yeah it is terrifying sorry it is terrifying self-publishing yeah yeah i i wanted to sort of um how did you navigate through feeling like I call it scare-sided when I'm I, I always get this like butt fire when I know I'm going to do something that's like a walnutting and I'm going to be really brave and scary I call it scare-sided because I'm scared and excited at the same time because <laughs> that psychology of how it like you know nervousness and um and excitement do the same like physical thing in your body so I call it scare-sided oh, yeah. it's fusion of both but um, I, loved it. I wonder how did you sort of navigate yourself through 
actually going to the to the end and completing it and doing it like rather than just having the idea and going oh that would be cool one day actually doing it yeah um just having to trust myself and trust the process um yeah you're so right it's being brave eh like I just thought well I want to do it if I don't do it I'm gonna regret it um just backing myself I I yeah you have to back yourself and also I had the support of loved ones being like yeah um which always helps but I guess just I just knew that I'd feel worse having never at least tried it yeah but what I'm fine what I think like is really interesting is I think us little sensey souls that have that imposter syndrome and have all these like oh what if people don't like what are actually the bravest (laughs) like we don't walk around like ignorantly like just life falling down in front of our nose it's actually really active inside like to make these hard decisions and make these brave decisions and it does sound like not a big deal to just go oh I'm gonna I'm gonna write a book but it actually like is (laughs) you know like um especially when you have your whole when you have felt like um you're not I don't know you you have felt down on yourself or and then to put your whole self out there that makes it even scarier yeah um yeah but then but then I realized there were so many more people like me after I did it that were like I'm so glad you did that and um and that's like when I first started being open about having anxiety years ago people Mm. came forward and were like I'm so glad you did that and so I just try and remember that there are people that it'll help and that but mainly also like I don't want to hide behind who I am and be too scared to like do something good for the world or for myself in fear of what some people might say so but you're so right it does make it a lot harder when you're constantly um yeah worrying about those types of things and also I'm I'm a bit of a perfectionist so (laughs) that doesn't help either but um yeah it's all learning steps and it's all milestones and it has helped with my growth a lot yeah I think it's also like important to to start talking about these things because what I found interesting on my walnut journey because similarly to you it's like as soon as I started talking about this I got lots of like responses being like oh my god same (laughs) or you know realizing that I actually am not by myself and that's almost something that sort of kept walnut Wednesday going in in some ways because it's like oh I'm not it's not just me you know like I'm not alone in this but Mm. um one thing that I found really interesting is that as as feelers and thinkers we like we think that everything is bad or you know like we always think it's going to be negative we yes. always go what if what if like insert bad thing that's going to happen instead of like what if i like have a really successful book launch or whatever we go oh my god what if no one buys it what if and we're first to like think of all the negative things and i like sometimes i get in a big mind warp about like where that started where did society start to like drill into you that you should always think about the worst case scenario first just in case it's like yeah. you know I don't want to live in a just in case and so yeah anyway so that's why I think it's really that's so true yeah wow yeah I, I'm I'm literally having to train my brain slowly to focus to yeah to think of the good things that can happen yeah. as opposed to the bad that's so interesting I guess yeah when I was at college I remember a teacher told me I couldn't I shouldn't be a journalist or I wouldn't be able to because I was too sensitive um and so there are those types of um 
things that get stuck in your mind, but I'm also a little bit stubborn. So that also made me think, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. And yeah. and then when I was working as a magazine as um magazine journalist, I was actually so lucky. I, I won um Lifestyle Journalist of the Year and the judges said for sensitive journalism. And to me, that was like, oh my gosh, like, because you don't usually see journalists that are sensitive in a newsroom. Like you're usually taught you have to be harsh and, Yes. and not feel anything and stuff like that and um so there's also that like kind of thing of like fuck you I'll show you like that yeah. there's nothing wrong with me and it can be good yeah and it's just um important side note as well Warnock how much like comments like that from years ago can just like um right Chloe stick to you forever and that was a driver for you but on the other end of that that can be really detrimental to someone not wanting to be brave because someone said that you're you can't do this because you're too sensitive I um I attended the summit like a women's summit recently and there was a speaker and I forget her name and I refer to her so much but um she also is like a, a leader in like New Zealand women's inspiringness um I don't I'm not very good at news <laughs> but um she also spoke a lot to empathy and how she uses her empathy as her strength as a leader um and not only to empower women but just to like walk through her her role and it's something to do with like governmenty things and I just thought yeah it's not celebrated enough to for for the people that are brave enough to actually share that they feel stuff because it's just such a common th- I feel like I'm going around in circles but you know you know what I mean Chloe <laughs> it is no everything you're saying is spot on I'm fascinated I love hearing it it's yeah. so nice to hear it um yeah you're so right it isn't yeah it's almost like it's always been seen as a um, weakness to be to feel so much but actually as you mentioned it's actually we are so strong because if you feel that much and you still um can, can go about life fairly well like that is actually really strong yeah like functioning <laughs> not a functioning alcoholic what like a functioning feeler, <laughs> feeler yeah, functioning feeler. <laughs> yes that's so good um yeah <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about like journalism and your role and how how you mentioned that it's not usually people who um are sensitive and stuff and I love that you won that award and I just want to like congrat- congratulate you on that um but what is it what does it feel like for you to be in like a world full of like hard ass pushers who are like I'm going to get the answer and I'm going to do this to be someone who's like yeah but I just want to know how you feel (laughs) (laughs) can you just speak Um, to that real quick yeah well a lot of um mostly with my journalism I've always well um entirely with my journalism I've always cared about the sources like actually the people I'm writing about that's what it is for me I just love telling their stories so um yeah um I'm trying to think that's that's such a good question um because I always found when, you know, particularly in, in my role when I was in travel, being someone who um, was around like the peacocks all the time, who were just yes. very yeah. loud and stuff. And as someone who, like, there were times where I would have real dread because I've behaved in a certain way to try and like replicate the peacocks, but it, it wasn't aligned for me. Um, yeah. And I guess that's what I'm kind of getting at is like, how did you kind of, how do you kind of go through when there are people around you not mirroring them and still staying true to like who you are as a journalist as a person 
That's such a good question. I have never been asked this before. I love it. Um, I actually don't know. I sometimes, well, I just, one thing is I cannot not be authentic. I, I hate small talk yeah. and superficial talk and I'd rather just not talk. Yeah, so me too. I think, I think sometimes, um, I just have got to the point where I'm okay with maybe just being seen as shy or quiet or different. Um, because people that know me not, um, know that when I'm at comfortable that I'm not like that. Um, yeah. I, and I've also learned, um, just to let my work speak for itself. And, and I actually care more about what my sources, how they feel and how they think of me than I ever cared really about people that I worked with that had the peacock, um, mentality or whatever. Um, yeah, I think I've just, I just have to, um, that's such a good question. I'm going to go and cont contemplate that one later. No, I mean, I think you've answered it, answered it really well. And it's actually just a testament to like the journey that you've been on throughout your whole life of actually being okay with who you are and that takes that's a real hard place to actually finally get to so I just like want to smack you on the butt for that because I think <laughs> I think it's really beautiful like it, it, and oh, it's hard things things are hard and then you get to somewhere where you're like oh my gosh like look in the mirror like I actually like you <laughs> like I even love you you know like I yeah. want to treat you well so um yeah, I think yeah. you actually have answered that really well. But definitely go and like percolate on that. <laughs> That's yeah, a good question um, for the walnuts in general. But before I ask you my token question, Chloe, um, do you have anything for a walnut listening that's on your heart that you feel like you haven't like quite raised or something, a message for somebody or anything to add? Um I've actually wanted been wanting to ask you more questions. And I've oh. been I've been wanting to say like honestly what you do is amazing you the fact that you let people feel listened to and seen and heard is actually so amazing not many people in this world actually listen and genuinely listen and want to and make people feel like they have a space so you I hope you know that that's honestly yeah there's not many people in this world that actually actively listen and care so I mean there probably are but not as many as there should be <laughs> um I'm crying again. Thank you so much. Um, I'm obviously very. Oh, I honestly mean that. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that, and I receive your your compliment. And I'm not going to say anything else back. I just received, so thank you so much. <laughs> I was going to cry some more. <laughs> um, right. So the token question that I ask to every guest on the podcast, Chloe, is: What does being a walnut mean to you? Yeah. Um. I think being a walnut means being authentically yourself and being okay with that. Um, even if it means having to unlearn or unlearn conditioning, um, but especially if that means having to learn unlearn conditioning and even if that means being different um, and especially if that means being different because that it's so hard um, sometimes, yeah, being yourself when you've been made to feel like you have to be a certain way and, mm. so, and that's actually one of the bravest things you can do yeah absolutely and I think that you replicate being a walnut like so so beautifully as well and especially like you say your work speaks for itself like with things like that that are just like giving so much love and um like sending on the walnutness the bravery the courage <laughs> to people through um through some beautiful beautiful words and and pictures so um so thank, thank you, you for all you all you do in the world. Um, 
if there's a walnut like i'm obsessed with this conversation i love chloe i need to go snoop her and buy all her books and do all the things and look at all her articles where can the walnuts find you um good question so we've got (laughs) um so i've got instagram uh which is chloe c-l-o-e dot willets w-i-l-l-e-t-t-s or i've got the dizzy waggle books um it might it might help should we just put it in like the yeah absolutely yeah. yeah um or com has is where you can buy the books and it has more info on on there that's probably the easiest awesome okay so your instagram and then the the website for the books which i will yeah. link in the show notes for sure walnut so if you enjoyed this episode walnut i would love to hear from you and hear what you think and if you if you have any comments and want to speak to more of it like obviously i think i can speak for chloe and myself that we welcome the conversation we welcome your courage um and do a little screenshot and tag us on the social medias and let us know that you were here but thank you walnut for your time and for listening and Chloe as well thank you for your time and your delicious bravery and all your words and all all you do in the world thank you so much oh thank you so much for having me have amazing (laughs) have a happy walnut Wednesday and I will talk to you next week bye